Digital intercourse. Shit, this is like a magic goddamn <laughs> wizard pill. Yeah. That's my pappy clap. Come on. We're gonna use a condom. Yeah. Digital intercourse. A nun comes in and slaps the shit out of you. Yeah. I had far less penis than I had when I went in. <laughs> Digital intercourse. Does she show a titty afterwards? Come on. Pop all chlamydia sitting on the rocking chair. <laughs> Digital intercourse. The world is an ending and women have vaginas? <laughs> but it was the day that I learned girls don't pee out of their butt. Well, hello, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse. My name is Tom King. I'm here with my decently sexy co-host. Huh. Still overly generous. <laughs> I'm Lauren Turner. I'm Thank trying you. to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, every week we're getting closer yeah. to reality, and closer, I do appreciate closer that. Closer to how you feel about you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we want to do. Uh, how you doing? How you I'm, doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good and great. Uh, we got uh, weather's warming up. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I saw you in your fishnets this weekend. That was nice. You know, I love when I don't have to wear pants over my fishnets, when I can let my fishnets roam free. We're all looking forward to it. <laughs> I can't wait for Crybaby Hill. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, so what what type of things do you write? Now, we know you do stand-up, mm-hmm. but like, what about before you did stand-up? Like, like, back in high school, did you ever write like high school poems or anything? Oh, I wrote a lot in my journal about how I hated my dad. That was really the extent of my creative writing endeavors. When I was furious, I'd be like, fuck that guy. Um, And oh, I love to write on Zynga. I had a Zynga. What was Zynga? You didn't have a Zynga? No. I assume this is a was and not a is. No, it's gone. Thank you, Lord. I think they're all deleted. Gone like MySpace. I've never been more thankful. But it was like a blogging platform that was very popular when I was in high school. So I did Zynga. I wanted to get those likes up. I was already hooked. I was a uh, huge Weird Al Yankovic fan. <laughs> so I would write a bunch of song parodies in high school. Oh my god, the Fucktales song makes so much sense <laughs> Right? Now. Uh, yes. And my, my most popular, my biggest hit at Hackleburg High School uh, <laughs> was a song to R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. It's called My Weed Gets Me High. <laughs> You were the Uncle Gary of Hackleberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that joke uh, has a very small Venn diagram yeah. audience. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say it. Uh, well, our guest today has also written quite a few things that I'm interested in hearing about. Uh, he is a Tumblr erotic author, stand-up comedian, and story slam winner. TJ Clark. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Doing good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're glad to have you. This is uh, we've been looking forward to this. Oh one. hell yeah! I have to say, I did not know about this until Tom was like, "Why well, don't we have TJ on? He writes erotica." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept it down low for a while, you know. Yeah, you um, don't know if people are gonna receive that. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like my private like life, you know. Um, but then when they shut it down, basically, I was like, "Well, I'll come out." When people sort of knew, like I. I told a story at Story Slam about it once. Um, specifically, writing Twilight fanfic was kind of my first Ooh. step into that. Um, so I told a story about that. So some people knew I wrote Sororatica stuff then, but it was mostly on the down low. And you can commonly be seen doing stand up in a Sasha Gray shirt. 
Oh, so yeah. Your erotic is not that low-key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no. And I tell stories about buying dildos and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it's out there. TJ's yeah. a sex-positive kind of guy. For sure. So let's introduce you properly to our audience. Okay. Where are you from? Where'd you go to church? I'm from Oklahoma City. Okay. I came to Tulsa when I was 18 for college. So I was a childhood in Oklahoma City, but came to Tulsa to be a man. <laughs> so, As you so, do. That's right. Um, and I went to church uh, briefly... Um, I got invited to church for the first time when I was uh, around 8th grade, 7th grade, and it was like, uh, hey, you want to go be a counselor at Vacation Bible School? And I was like, a neighbor, a friend of mine asked me, and I was like, sure. So I went to go be a, a camp counselor at Vacation Bible School, and saw they had like chicks my own age there that didn't go to my school, yeah. who were nice. kind of cute. So I became a member and went to the youth group stuff <laughs> for like four or five years um, until I was like, I can't deal with this bullshit anymore. You're like, I'm not uh, even getting any pussy. I'm yeah, out of here. Yeah. Like, I, I, mean, there was, I, like, I, met, I had a few girlfriends okay. met at church. Um, but once that well ran dry, I was done. Yeah. 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 So were you, even before you started writing literature, were you kind of always a sexual person? Um, yeah, I was a, a horny ass kid for sure. <laughs> um, I was an only child. So, you know, you have that just jack off dungeon. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, was also, I was also an only child. Oh, yeah. So, like... so, you know, the internet wasn't a thing yet, you know, when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah. a lot of magazines and a lot of imagination. The scrambled um, HBO porn. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Cinemax with the, when you had the dial box. Like, <laughs> if you got the dial just right, you know, like, you could wiggle it. You could get it, like, discombobulated for a bit. That's how you practice it. jerking off and twisting someone's nipples. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, exactly <laughs> Exactly. You're like, oh, I can do You're both. Like, ambidextrous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was also the time when, like, VHS, like, uh, recording was a big deal. My uncle used to record movies, and, like, he would bring them over to my house, and there would be, like, three movies on a tape, and I would hear him tell my mom, like, don't let TJ watch this one. It's got, like, sex scenes in it or whatever. So whenever I was home alone, like, that's the one I would go straight for. Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. fast forward to find the sex scenes or whatever. So, yeah, I was looking for it um, at an early age. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the internet came about and, and whatnot, um, and that was great. But I was a virgin for a long time, actually, yeah. Oh. How well, old were you? Uh, I was uh, 21, 22. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Were, was it with the person you were going to marry? It was, uh, it became the person I married. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it so wasn't you like, legitimately saved yourself for marriage. Well, I saved myself. For that person. For that girl. Okay. And then she became the one I married, yeah. And I wasn't saving myself intentionally. <laughs> didn't happen until then. And she's the one I ended up marrying, basically, you know. She tricked you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Honey trap. So did you read a lot of erotic literature before? Not really. I don't think I did. Um, I read, like, body stuff. Like, you know, like, comic books and Mad Magazine yeah, you know, I think my dad had like some heavy metals, like comic books that I would like yeah. read every now and then. You know, like cartoon um, titties. Yeah, exactly. So I always enjoyed that kind of stuff. I never read like any novels, and and again, when I was growing up, the internet really wasn't accessible, so I didn't read like sexy stuff online. No, like I never read it until I started writing it. Really. So you started? Did you start reading more literature after you were writing then? Um. Just, just other Tumblr other, stuff. Other yeah, stuff. I never read. I mean, well, I guess like when I my first foray into it was uh, was the Twilight fan fiction. So my wife at the time got into the Twilight fan fiction. Um, she was writing something with her sister, and then she wanted an idea of her own. 
uh, to write on. So she and I kind of co- collaborated on it because she knew I was a writer. I was just I wrote scripts and stuff. I was a theater major, so I had some like writing experience. Um, so uh, she was like, "Why don't we write something together?" And I, our marriage was already kind of struggling at the time, so I saw it as like, "Oh, this is a chance for me to like bond with my my wife. Maybe things will be better between us." So uh, this is the story I told at Story Sam, like how I, I wrote Twilight fan fiction to save my marriage, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a fantastic so, sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing was, is uh, I was good at it, and it, it was like really fun to write. Um, and it got like really popular really fast, and we got like reviewed, like you know, fan fiction stuff has review sites, and we got reviewed, and like they loved it, and like we had a, we had an alias, we had a pen name. The pen name was Fluffernutter, is what we wrote at <laughs> together. Um, and the basis for it was like, a, it was like, basically it was a Twilight fan fiction, but I made it like a Quantum Leap fan fiction, because it was like, um, Bella and Edward, whenever they had sex, like, you know, he's kind of psychic, and, and they have this weird, like, psychic connection, so my whole thing was like, they would have these simultaneous orgasms <laughs> that were like, reverb each other's brain, that they would like, change like, time and, and place, so like, their body, like, they would come so hard, they would, like, wake up in, like, an alternate time, right? <laughs> so each chapter, each chapter, like, took place in a different time setting um, with them as, like, Bell and Edward in, like, different periods of time. Like, we gotta fuck till oh, we get home. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to have another simultaneous orgasm yeah. to, like, hop to the next. We gotta keep fucking and hope this one works. Yeah, yeah. Oh and God. it was ridiculous, it was silly, um, and it was hot as fuck, and I had the greatest time writing it. Um... Like my, uh, this was like the, the lady that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey was yeah. still a, she was still a fanfic writer. Um, and someone like compared me to her once like, oh, this is hotter. Cause that one was called Motu. Like at the time, Fifty Shades of Grey was called, uh, like Masters of the Universe. Of course they had to change it for obvious reasons. Um, so someone on Twitter was like, oh, have you guys read Fluffernutter's fanfic? Like it's hotter than Motu. <laughs> um, and on Twitter I commented like, Motu, that piece of shit. <laughs> but, uh, I started the beef with uh, you know Stephanie Meyer, uh, who like blocked me on Twitter. Um, my wife got super Shut pissed off up. that I like started drama. Um, so like she like deleted the fanfic and like deleted the Twitter account, oh, and that no. was like the end of uh. Oh my god, of what my could have been? I know, yeah. right? I was I was pumped. I was also sad that it was over. Um, and the marriage ended soon after that. <laughs> Unrelated, I'm sure. But it sure didn't help. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I'm first she deleted help. Twitter, then she deleted the marriage. The marriage. Yeah, you much. were on your way. I mean, like, I think I would have preferred what you're talking about to be shades. <laughs> right. 120%. Yeah. I like the historical fiction angle. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. We'll definitely have you read some of this before we finish today. Uh, but, so when... So you just had them in different timelines. You had so did you did you draw when you were writing the eroticism? Did you draw from personal experiences or did you just make shit up? A little bit. So like, well, what got me more into Tumblr specifically uh, was after the divorce. I became a, a single father. Um, I got full custody of my kids. Um, I worked crazy hours, so I had to move in with my parents. Right. So I'm living with my parents. My son and I are sharing a room. Uh, my girls are also upstairs in their own room, so we have like the whole upstairs for ourselves. Anyway, it's real hard to, like, bring ladies home or, like, have any kind of intimacy. Plus, I'm just sad as hell from life being a bummer. Son, so, if there's a tie on the door, you need to <laughs> Like, that's not a conversation. Yeah, yeah right, happen. exactly. So, um, I just got my, like, sexual kicks on Tumblr, you know. Um, I already was on Tumblr a bit when my wife and I were together. Like, 
um, but got back into it for sure when uh, I was single. Um, and at first, if you're not familiar with Tumblr, it's kind of like a Twitter, kind of like a scrapbook. You just re can reblog photos or, or post photos of your own or videos or GIFs or whatever. I mean, there's like, like the pop culture side of Tumblr, and then there was like the sex side of Tumblr, you know? So it started off me just kind of like looking at, at you know, Tumblr just for sexual kicks um, and looking through GIFs and stuff. But then sometimes I would find, and you could reblog what you liked, and you could add a caption to it if you wanted, you know? Um, so I, I started like occasionally, like I would see a picture that would just like make me think of something funny or whatever, and I would write a little caption to it. Um, and it was, I didn't have a ton of followers, but like, People would like it, and I noticed they would like like it more. I like, kind of added something to it, you know, so that it can encourage me to like do more. <laughs> um, so on my my main Tumblr, I started like writing some stories, um, which got a lot of cool response and was fun to write. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like um, I'm getting like more feedback as a writer on this site than I am like you know on anything else <laughs> like social media wise. Um, so I first started writing stuff on my personal kind of Tumblr, and that was kind of like stories that were based after my own life, kind of retelling my own little adventures, maybe kind of like hyping it up a little bit, you know, <laughs> to make it more interesting to read or whatever. Um, but then I got that, a lot of Tumblrs were cool because they really had like themes, right? The themes for all the different kinks that, that are out there, you know, um, there's a Tumblr for it, or there was at the time, you know? Um, so I really loved... Uh, <laughs> it's time for Lauren's dogs to take their pills. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should I keep going? Or? No, go ahead. Okay. I'm making um, So I found I really liked writing about um, like the moment before sex. Like I love writing the build up to it. I love writing like dry humping stuff and like <laughs> like 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 forbidden like making out like people making out that shouldn't be making out and a lot of like almost sex but not quite sex. So I was like uh, you know cheating like that. That's like a, there's a lot of like cheating blogs you know where people are like cheating on each other so I thought about well I'll have a not cheating blog where it's like a bunch of scenarios where people like aren't cheating but they're basically cheating or almost cheating or they come up with some excuse to say it's not cheating so the name of my blog was uh this isn't cheating um and I just like then I would just find pictures of people like dry humping or almost having sex or having sex and come up with some reason like why this isn't sex like, this isn't cheating because we're, um, we're in different time zones. We're coworkers, and like we're, we're bored. Of, you know, I don't know, like whatever. Like I was just whatever <laughs> ridiculous reason. And I found that the more ridiculous it was, like the more people liked it. And kind of like you were saying, like you got addicted to the likes on like yeah. your blog or whatever. It kind of became the same way on Tumblr. Like you write a certain style, and if that gets a lot of like likes and reblogs, you're like, Ooh, okay, I'll write more cool. stuff like this. Yeah. So I kind of leaned into what was like being liked. Um, and the thing got more extreme from it. And I noticed like people liked when I added humor to it because I'm just naturally I can't help but like add bullshit humor to things sometimes. <laughs> so I started like adding humor into it, and that's when people really enjoyed it because you don't see a lot of like humorous and sexy yeah. stuff um, all the time, you know. Um, to me, they're like hand in hand a lot of yes. times, you know. So uh, I had a, a really great time just like writing Tumblr like sex stories based on these photos. And these ridiculous situations, it almost became like a little universe in my head, like all these people lived in this like neighborhood, like real close together, and I was going to have like crossover characters. I never quite got that like involved with it, but I did have like little character names for them, almost with, like a, a Pee-wee's Playhouse <laughs> of like weird like kinky shit, you know, where like people would stop by and you would like <laughs> recognize them from another story or whatever. Um, Is that who you cheated with? 
Almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. No, no, no. Almost no. cheating, yeah. You had your own uh, kinky Marvel universe. <laughs> I did, I did, yeah. <laughs> um, Which is... And it's cool, and it's not like Twitter, like if you get reblogged by someone popular, like, then like you get lots of extra followers and stuff, and that's what happened. Eventually, um, I would just get reblogged more and more. Um, when I just had my regular blog, I had like a thousand followers, but once I started the This Isn't Cheating one, um, it got up to like almost 8,000 followers Holy by shit. the time, um, like Tumblr like shut down, they're not suitable for work stuff or whatever. Yeah. So it was like a nice steady like growth. Yeah. Um, especially in the last year or so, like it really was picking up fast. That's kind Ugh. of a bummer when it ended. Cause it's like the most followers I have on anything, <laughs> you know? And it was like, as a writer, it was just great to write something and get like instant feedback, you know? And, and, and there's a private message function. So people would private message me. Um, and it was kind of fun too because some people would private message for like requests, like story requests, you know. Um, so a lot of people request like, can you write a story with like these three people's names? And it was obviously it was like them, their wife, and like someone they wanted to fuck too, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was like they would give me a brief description, and that's, I would ask some questions, and then I would write, you know, a story for for them. So that was fun because like you know, taking requests and like yeah. fulfilling requests and. Or then, like, uh, people could also submit, like, they could submit photos. Um, so some people would submit a photo, and I would, like, write a story based on their photo. Um, sometimes it would be couples. Sometimes it would just be, like, you know, a single person or whatever. So It's, like, a super interactive community. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. And it was at the time, especially Tumblr was just, like, such a safe space for all kinds of different kinks. There was no shaming. Like, whatever your, your strange kink was, you could find a Tumblr that fit it. And even within the not cheating stuff... I try to like pepper in other little like fetishes and stuff. Because um, you could hashtag it, you know, like you could hashtag random keywords. So, you know, if, if I wrote a story that involved a new kind of fetish, I could uh, keyword it. And that way people searching that fetish could find my story. It was just another way of like reaching out and finding new audience members. So, yeah. Um, so you said you had ridiculous excuses for why certain scenarios were not cheating. What were, what were some of these ridiculous excuses? Some of these ridiculous excuses. I mean, sometimes it's like as simple as. Uh, Oh, this it's not cheating because this is my stepbrother and we've done this since we were kids. So Classic just, Pornhub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just the family. Yeah. Yeah, this is just this is what we do. This is how my sister and I, you know, bond or whatever. <laughs> um, Some people play checkers, we fuck. Yeah. Sometimes um, exactly. Uh, there was a lot of uh oh well, you know, I got paid to do it, so it's it was just work, you know. Oh, yeah. Um the the bosses took me on the retreat and I'm trying to get a a promotion, you know, so a lot of just typical point scenarios, right? Yeah. Um, um, but then there was a lot of, of honest, like, not sex, just a lot of, like, dry humping and a lot of outer course stuff, you know? Like, dry humping is very underrated. Dude, dry humping is fun to write. Too. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, like, tension, like, the build up, I mean, like, that, that's the fun part to me is, like, writing the, the build, you know? Um, especially in dialogue. So I wrote a lot of dialogue. Again, my background is kind of theater, um, and that kind of bled over to the blog, so... I didn't write it like script form. Like on Facebook, I'll write kid stuff like script form, you know, with my stuff my kids say. I almost wanted like a different style from that just to, to mentally like separate that from me. So I wrote it more like a novel form. It was just like written with quotes, you know, um, but it was very much a back and forth dialogue. So sometimes there would be no description of the activity that was happening. You just got like the dialogue. And based on the dialogue, you could like assume like, You're like oh, they're grinding on each other right <laughs> yeah. now. I know it. Yeah, so that was fun as a writer to try to find different ways of suggesting what people were doing without just full on writing it. And sometimes I just full on wrote it and just wrote just ridiculous, filth stuff that wasn't even funny. 
<laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I feel like some erotic like literature it's clumsy. Oh yeah. How <laughs> we talk about like that? My dad wrote a porno. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> podcast. You listen to this? No. This old old man writes uh, pornograph like erotica, and it's yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> but it's so it's bad. Worse. It's funny. Yeah. Part of it is he'll be describing a scene, and he'll say uh, that he grabbed her cervix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he calls her nipples her nipple tips. <laughs> yeah. Like stuff is, like that. It is funny as when you do write, like you, you do get tired of saying the same words over and over again. Yeah. Like so how many times do you, you, you say cop? Exactly. So you do get creative. And sometimes you're even like catch yourself, you're like, okay, this is getting a bit ridiculous. It's fine to choose dick every now and then and not have to come up with some weird like, you know, meat pole or whatever. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> um, you said some of these are based on your own adventures. Did you have any particular stories that were based on any particularly interesting adventures? Um, yeah, like so, I didn't lose my virginity until uh, until like a, my senior year in college, right? Well, the summer before my senior year in college. Um, up until then, I was a very shy boy, you know, very shy. Uh, only that came from being an only child too, so I was very shy. Um, so I loved. Uh, like not shy girls like you know real adventurous girls because they were aggressive um and they made the first move and they often had like ideas i didn't know about you know so um <laughs> so um so you yeah. don't you don't wonder if they're interested they'll let you fucking oh yeah know. exactly <laughs> but i was still like too scared to have sex then you know because like i didn't want like babies and shit i was just like i don't know i guess i was a little bit of a prude i just i just knew i didn't want to have sex but i was fine like doing anything else, you know? So a lot of when I went to the not cheating, I kind of dipped into my high school and college days. It was just like, you know, dry humping and, and fucking around in cars and like mutual masturbation and, um, you know, just doing stuff with your roommate's girlfriend, like the, the, the borderline, like, is this cheating or not? Like dry humping, just like casual dry humping, like <laughs> they came and like sit on you, uh, you know, and then like next thing you know, they're kind of like moving and it's like, okay, this is happening. This is interesting. You know, just weird. So some of the shit like that came from my real life. Um, that happened to you? Someone sat on your lap and was yeah. like gyrating on you and, and you're like, just started oh, dry humping me and I'm like, okay, well, I'll let this happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see um, this happening today, but I'm with it. Yeah. And then uh, in the, uh, my married time, my uh, ex-wife and I, like towards the end, as, as, <laughs> failing marriages do, you know, you get uh, adventurous and try things um, to, to, to spice things up, so some of it came from that too, you know, during those times, um, but mostly it just came from my imagination, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good what were your attempts to spice it up? Um, hmm, <coughs> trying to be respectful, I don't, yeah, I don't that's know true. What, what to share, um, but the typical stuff, you know, as far as like buying like sex toys to... Yeah. Uh, you know, trying things out on the internet and, uh, you know, watching cam people and, uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So you said you had a lot of fans and when I, when people started messaging you and sending you pictures, did you like have an ongoing relationship with any of those people? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's how I, I, I met a few people cause there's a, there's a messaging feature on Tumblr. So, um. You know, I, I followed people, you know, a lot of just, a lot of people use Tumblr for, uh, 
to promote. Like, so there's a lot of sex workers on Tumblr. My sex workers mostly like cam girls. Um, there's a lot of cam girls, or there's some like you know like sugar babies and things who who use their Tumblr to just like promote themselves, and then we'll like link to like you know videos you can buy or or time you can cam with them, whatever. So I followed some of those girls, um, and although I never like cammed much or anything, I just followed them because their pictures were hot. Um, and then when I started writing, like, some of them started, like, following me back, you know? Or sometimes I would message them and be like, uh, hey, I wrote this thing. Um, I would love your feedback on it, like, if you could read it for me. So some of them would read it and be like, holy shit, this is hot. And they would start following me and then reblog me. So that's kind of, it's funny, too, because through all this, I learned a lot of, like, social media skills, too. Um, <laughs> because, uh, like, which is handy. And just, like, reaching out to people and, and finding the kind of, like, influencers to, to try to get them to, like, reblog me. Or, or to, uh, you know, post me or, or tag me or whatever. <coughs> just finding ways to, like, get your blog out there. And it worked, you know? Like, um, so a lot of these popular Tumblers started, like, reblogging me and stuff. And then I became friends with some of them. Um, so the first one I kind of befriended was uh, uh, a girl in Germany. Um, she wasn't a, a cam model, but she did have, like, a paid Snapchat. You know, so she had, like, a premium Snapchat. And then otherwise she just posted stuff that... that just because it made her feel good, you know, yeah. which is tons of, of women do for sure, um, in various stages of privacy, you know, some never show their face, some show their face, it's just all depending on what they want, you know. Um, so yeah, so I'm befriending some of these girls, um, and then sometimes it, it turns romantic or, or, or playful, or you become close, you know, so like the German girl and I, like, we're never boyfriend-girlfriend, but we definitely, like, you know, got intimate and, uh, like, had phone sacks for the first time in a long time with a German girl, which is super hot. And, um, she spoke great English because her mom was an English teacher, but she still had, like, a thick German accent. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, like, phone sacks with a, a German girl was super-duper hot. Not known for the being the sexiest accent. No, German. but it is. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, now, when you did the phone sacks, was she kind of in a dominant role? Oh, no. Because no. I feel like German, like, I expect that to be, like, the dominant. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, no, not, not, not her. She wasn't. I'm sure there are plenty of yeah. dominant, but she was she wasn't. For, uh, submissive for sure, yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so that was new to me. <laughs> um, and it's also, like, I'm still doing this while I'm, like, uh, living at home. So I'm, like, in my walk-in closet, um, like, having, like, phone sex. <laughs> Uh, with my like window unit air conditioner turned on to make sure it's like drowning out noise, you know, and I'm just like sweating like crazy in my closet as I'm having like phone sex with the German girl. Um, so yeah, that was fun. So you got the full high school experience. I did, yeah. Um, and um, I learned a lot. I mean, I, I tell this story a lot um, in comedy, so you guys have heard it, but like uh, because of modern technology, like there's all kinds of crazy shit. We we were able to be intimate and sexy, you know. Like I bought her sex toys. And ship them to her, and then she would make videos um, using those sex toys and, and send the videos to me. So it was like fun and, and hot. Um, and I got to buy sex toys and learn how to ship things to Germany. Um, it, it triggered the fraud protection services, is what <laughs> my story's about. Um, but I had to, like, I completely misunderstood what the bank lady wanted to know. And she was asking me about the purchase, and I was telling her what I bought. So I listed dildos and nipple clamps and stuff. and she just needed to know the amount of the purchase. <laughs> so, this was, but you just, this is happening, like, as I'm taking comedy class, and, like, this happens to me, and I'm just like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to use this yeah. in my comedy, because 
this is hilarious. That's you know, silver yeah. lining. Never have to talk to this woman again. <laughs> it is material. Exactly. Oh that's man, annoying. and I still use that material today. It's like my best closer. That's a great joke. Yeah. Um, I learned how to order pizza. I got like her pizza delivered. Um, there's a pe- there's a website in Germany, and it's just it's basically pizza.com. What? It's like pizza.de because it's like the German ending or whatever. And you go to pizza.com, and they have every German pizza joint is like on that on that site. So it's like you go to pizza.com, and then you find which pizza place you want, and that takes you to like it's like the IMDb for pizza places, <laughs> you know, like specifically yeah. German pizza so, places. Um, I'm using like Google Translate to figure out like how to because like, I use German Amazon when I buy the sex toys. So I'm using Google Translate to figure out what like sex toy names are. But I'm also using Google Translate to figure out what like um, you know pepperoni is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was able to like send her pizza once. I bought her flowers. Like I was able to like use the website to like you know make her feel romantic. And but you know we never we knew we would never see each other. But for me this was like the first kind of like romantic experience I had like in a long time and it was enough for me like I didn't need a meter but just having a girl to like flirt with and buy things for like felt good you know it was fun so what are what are German sex toys what are that what names for German sex oh, toys oh man I don't even remember oh. it was literally like search it find it on Amazon and then buy it you know but it turns out just using dildo also works yeah. like, it's a universal yeah. term <laughs> it is it's a universal word. We all know what um, you're talking but about. But things like nipple clamps, like that one was, I think I had a... That's a technical term. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's jargon. Part. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember any off the top of my head. Okay, so did that oh. end? Cause what is it? It's one word. Nipple clamps is one word in German. Nipple climbing. <laughs> it's all like one long word, and nipple I'm climbing. sure I mispronounced that. Yeah. <laughs> nipple climbing. Well, you mispronounce most things. That's true. Do you have any, like, dirty talk advice after doing all of this? I mean, you really have to be a natural if you're in a closet sweating your ass off and you're still making it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, dirty talk advice. Well, it's, it's knowing what the person likes, too, you know? Um, this, this girl was, you know, she was submissive and she... Uh, like to be like told what to do and she like to be degraded and you know so just like being really good at like shit talking you know and just 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 thinking of just real shitty mean things to say because that's what helped her get there you know so um but knowing her and like chatting with her a lot online knowing what her kinks were knowing what she liked in my stories and knowing the type of photos she posted and stuff like you get to know what, what gets someone off so yeah like doing it on the phone was pretty easy once you know what they're into just had an idea for a comedy show, Erotic Roast Battles. <laughs> <laughs> that is dope. I'm really frightened. And TJ, honestly, is already going to win. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's a roast battle. He's a Tumblr legend. <laughs> Were you into kink? Did Tumblr get you more into kink? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Tumblr opened me up to all kinds of stuff I didn't know existed. <laughs> Um, you know, buying porn in Oklahoma was rough before the internet, you know, because it's just like, it was censored like crazy, you know, so. Really? Um, oh yeah, like, I went, I remember when I turned 18, I had no idea. When I turned 18, I think when I moved to TU, moved to to college, there was an old porn stop called the, uh, Whittier Bookstore that's now, uh, the coffee shop over by Circle Cinema over on Admiral and, and Lewis. Um, it used to be like Tulsa's biggest, like, 
porn store. Um, so when I turned 18, I went to college and got my own like dorm room and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to the porn store and I'm buying some porn. Um, and then it's like it's like soft stuff, and I had no idea because Oklahoma's like laws at the time you couldn't find hardcore stuff, and even the magazines, like certain hardcore stuff was like blacked out, like they had like black tape or something like over like the real like business action, yeah. yeah. So it was super strict at the time, and it was real hard to find stuff. So anyway, the internet, Tumblr specifically, really opened me up. When I was married, I went to uh, you know we went to the the sex shop and. And I saw toys and things and, and played around with some of that. So I had a little bit of, like, exploration then. Um, but as far as, like, the real severe stuff that's out there, yeah, Tumblr definitely introduced me to that, you know? Yeah. I was thinking, because, like, I, I heard your joke about the things you're sending her. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty kinky. Yeah. So it was, like, it brought that into your life. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, like, nipple clamps, I, I played with in person. Um, bondage rope, for sure. You know, but, like, uh, anal beads and, and butt plugs and, and stuff. Um, you know, that was... I, mean, I knew of its existence, but I, <laughs> I didn't know specifically how it could be used until Tumblr. When, what was great about Tumblr? GIFs were really popular, you know? So GIFs is just, like, taking, like, a slice of the video and repeating it. So when you see certain action happens, like, in repetition, you're like, oh, that's why that... That's why that's hot, because, like, it really isolates, like, the hottest part of it, you know? Um, And you begin to understand why certain things are super hot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, so I met another girl after that, so there was the German girl was kind of my first, um, and then she and I started talking less for, you know, whatever reasons, Um, and then I met a South American girl who's from South America, um, and she was had a whole different set of kinks, you know, so she found me through writing, um, and we chatted, um... And then, like, got close and started, like, sexting and stuff. But she was into whole different kinks. And that introduced me to a lot of stuff I, I wasn't aware of. So she was into, like, pet play. She liked to pretend to be a dog. Uh, so she, like... And I've never had a dog. I never even had, like, a dog <laughs> as a kid. Um, so I was like, you know... I'm going to just ask her. I was like, so what kind of... Like, what do I say? Like, what kind of things do you like to be said to you? You just ask. Just yeah. communicate, you know? Yes. Um, so she kind of told me, like, the kind of things she liked... Um, and it also translated to more into, like, she liked the degradation of it. You know, she liked to be degraded, and she didn't want to be a good dog. She liked to be a bad dog. And, and, uh, <laughs> she was so, a real bitch. Again, it just turned yeah. into, like, shit-talking more. So it's just like, just be a good shit-talker, yeah. and you can really play into a lot of these kinks, you know? Um, so, yeah, so I learned a, lot, learned a lot of, like, shame play and, like, pet play stuff, like, from her. Um, so I was kind of... you ever seen the movie uh, Zelig? No, you guys ever no. seen the movie Zelig? And this is a, a, maybe a story subject to mention on a sex podcast because it's a Woody Allen movie and I know Woody Allen's a yeah. horrible person. <laughs> You're not the greatest. And not the best person to bring up a you know, sex positive discussion. But he did make a movie called Zelig. And in the movie Zelig, I think Landry, you familiar with Zelig? All right, Zelig, he's basically like this character who adapts his personality based on like who's around him. Like, so he just happens to become a Nazi because he just like stumbles into like a, a Nazi parade and then he becomes like the leader of the party or like sitting next to Hitler like at a, a Nazi thing you know and so he because he just kind of like soaks up the personality of like people around him or whatever so like as a writer that's kind of what I did like I put my own kind of like kinks aside and I just kind of like absorbed the kinks of whatever girl I was like chatting with you know because it was a good way to like learn it and experience and I did have my own like hard limits there were some things I didn't want to do or talk about but it definitely like opened me up a lot more to 
kinks when I just kind of like went with whatever the girl I was talking to was into. Like, we'll just see where this goes. Yeah, because I was like, pet play, I wasn't into that, and I'm still not into it, you know. Um, but it was super hot for her, so I found ways to, to make it hot for her by, by learning what was fun with it, you know. And it kind of evolved more. We got to a point where we never even did, like, pet play stuff. It just moved to, like, just straight up, like, shame and, and degra- just, like, making her do, like, silly, ridiculous things. And, um... And that was fun. Like what? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you have to know we're gonna ask. Yeah. So like she she and I had a moment where we like to do I would give her like a weekly like chores list, right? So I gave her a list of like here's like ten things to do. Um and then during the week she would do those things um and send me like video proof or photographic proof or whatever. Um and it was creative to kind of come up with those things too, right? So at first it was more dog play, it was sometimes it was just silly stuff like um, you know, crawl on your hands and knees and push a ball from from one side of the room to the other with your with your nose. You know, so she would do that. Sometimes it was like writing writing sentences like "I am a silly little puppy" like a hundred times. I you love know, that because just like simple. Can't write. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's I didn't know. I, mean. I didn't have a dog. I didn't know puppies can't write. Don't add um, logic into an illogical situation. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it's like uh, pissing on the floor and. And cleaning up your own piss. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, I knew what her limits were, too. And if I ever requested something that she wasn't comfortable with, like, um, you know, we wouldn't do it, of course. I would never, like, force her to do anything she didn't want to. You're like, this isn't even really my thing. So if yeah. you don't want to do it, <laughs> Sometimes it was hot. Like, I was like, shit. Like, I, like, honestly, like, the floor pissing, like, I just kind of came up with it because I knew it was, like, shameful. She had hardwood floors. I was like, oh, this will be easy. I, I was thoughtful. I was going to be easy to clean up. It's hardwood floors. I'm going to ask her to piss on a floor. Um, and she did, and it was hot watching it. And I was like, shit. So, so she is... sent you video of that? Yeah, so she uh, sent me video. You know, she was naked, and then she uh, was just pissing on our hardwood floor, and it was sexy to watch in the strangest way. Partly because she just did what I asked without hesitation. Um, she was a, was a beautiful, is a beautiful woman, so like just watching her naked body doing natural things, it was just hot. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying I now have like a, a piss fetish, but that that particular moment, that exchange between us was was sexy and it was hot, you know. Well, it sounds um, like it was almost more about power and control oh, than yeah, the pee, for sure. So like that, it, we can all relate to like yeah. different dimensions of that. Yeah, and she uh, she suffered from anxiety quite a bit, um, and it was like I this this like chores list like would help her, like whenever she was feeling anxious about life or whatever. She was a, a university student, so she was going through college. Um, and if she was stressed about a test or whatever, she would, like, put that aside and do something from the list. And it kind of, like, took her out of her head, you know, um, and helped her with her anxiety. <laughs> so, in a strange way, like, it, I felt like I was, like, you know, just doing her, doing her favors and, and helping her out. Um, it was an interesting relationship. You know, we were never, again, never boyfriend-girlfriend. It was probably more of, like, a dom-sub kind of, like, vibe between us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... But we're still friendly and, and close and, and talk to this day still. We don't do, like, sex play stuff anymore. But we still chat and, like, check in with her and ask her, like, how school's going and stuff. So, yeah. Such Have a you... benevolent dom. <laughs> <laughs> Aftercare is important. It is, yeah. uh, so you, did you ever meet either, either of those people? No, I never met any of the other Tumblr people. So I kind of got closer and closer to home. Like, so there's a German girl and then there was a South American girl. Um, and then there was a California girl, um, and then an Alabama girl, okay. who was kind of the last one. And each one, it got 
closer to being real, you know, like the California girl really wanted to come meet me in Oklahoma. Um, I wasn't quite ready for it, so I kept that distance, you know. Um, and then the Alabama girl, things got really serious uh, and got kind of emotional for the first time. Um, but she was uh, married. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that was like a, a, a line kind of drew there. Because at first it was like married, but, but it's probably ending. And then it became like, well, maybe it's not ending. And then morally it became very gray and strange. So you say married as in monogamous and not like polyamorous or swingery. Right, yeah. And there's a, and there's a lot of, of married people who went to Tumblr to like escape, you know. Yeah. Who, they're not getting sexually satisfied in their marriages. So they go to Tumblr just to look at porn and to chat sexy with people, you know. Um, but she was definitely the first married woman that I had some kind of like conversation with where it got you know out of hand you know um so yeah you know there's that that was kind of but that was also oddly enough like the closest I got to like it, it becoming something real you know because our marriage was ending so she thought or let on and and we talked about possibly meeting you know but then uh as it became more clear that she was still actively married and and I got kind of w- weird about it and it didn't happen you know things yeah things end um but yeah i'm sure there's other i'm sure there's tons of married people who were like on my blog you know like asking for me to write stories and stuff when maybe their wife knew about it and maybe they didn't or their husband you know i'm just thinking about how many when you say that it makes so much sense that all these married people who aren't satisfied go there yeah and it's very connected and like oh it facilitated more affairs than ashley madison i oh, yeah. am <laughs> certain of it for sure yeah there's a lot of people that do meet up and there's there's tumblers that are based on location, you know, like if you if you wanted to use Tumblr to like find a, a, a hookup person with the same kinks as you, like you definitely could, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, but then uh, I never actually met anyone from Tumblr in in person. Uh, like had phone sex and and video chatted um, with some of them, but never never in person. Um, but then when Tumblr announced that they were banning like uh, adult content. So at some point, Tumblr, like, they got bought by Yahoo, and eventually, like, things got more stricter, um, and then a lot of, like, uh, Tumblr was, was traditionally pretty good about um, filtering out, like, stuff that was illegal, you know, so if it was underage stuff or something that was posted without permission or whatever, they were generally pretty good about getting rid of it. Of course, some things, like, slipped through the cracks or whatever, and I guess there was a lot of really, like, uh bad of course stuff on there that they found and at some point um i don't know if they were worried about getting sued or worried about the law or if they just used it as, like, as an excuse to ban adult content um but that's what they they gave it the reason you know for shutting down the adult content which means that like anything that has um a picture of you know anything sexual or any nudity or anything like it got like taken off of tumblr you know and all my stuff, like, always had a picture attached. Not always. There's a few things I posted, just stories. But most of my stuff had a photo attached and then the story. And most of those photos were something sexual or someone naked or whatever. So whenever Tumblr banned all that, like, it all, like, went away. Like, I can still see it. Like, I can access it from my, like, the owner page, you know, like, lets me see what's there. But it just gives me, like, a red bar at the top to let me know, like, this has adult content. Like, it's not there. If you went back and took the pictures off, could you publish them again? Um, yeah, I could. If okay. I wanted to just post the text without the picture, some of the text probably wouldn't make sense because yeah. I was 
sometimes I would write like the moment before the picture or the moment after the picture or the picture just kind of made it extra funny. Um, but I did for a moment um, start censoring it. So like I, I started like blurring out the titties or like putting a big black bar um, <laughs> over like the, the intercourse and then writing like a pull quote from the story. Like and like I made like a, like a magazine cover almost, you know. So I did some fun stuff with it for a while. But so many people just left Tumblr altogether, you know. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, uh, I got in a relationship. So I was using Tumblr a lot less. Yeah, like not for the same reasons. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I haven't posted anything new um, in a long time. But when it was ending, and I knew that it was ending, they kind of gave you warnings. So there was a couple weeks before it was going to be up. Almost like a month that you knew that it was going. They let you like... You know, if you wanted to download your stuff or find a new home or whatever, you could. Um, so during that time, I decided to, sh- to share it um, with, with people, you know, in my daily life. Um, but there's also, a, I had a, a, a Facebook friend that I had met at a comedy show. She came to a, an Oklahoma City comedy show like two years ago, and we became Facebook friends. And uh, I met her like once in real life, but she was... Uh, a fan like she came anytime I was in Oklahoma City like she would come to my shows she was kind of like my first fan that would like come specifically for me you know um, but, she, but she was super shy so she didn't always talk to me but I was like see her in the audience sometime um, but on Facebook she was very sex positive and would post very smart and open things about sexuality um, and I knew that she knew a lot of like people and I didn't know she had a Tumblr but I just got the feeling that maybe she did so um, when they announced the Tumblr was closing I was like I'm gonna message her uh, and see uh, what, she, what she thinks about Tumblr. Maybe she knows of a good alternate site to use. Um, and was kind of secretly hoping like she would ask for a link to, because I also had a little like internet crush on her, you know, because she was super cute. So, She's your um, fan. Like, that's amazing. I, know, I had no right? idea. Yeah. Um, and but we've never like privately messaged either. Like, we would like each other's stuff, but we never, this is the first time I private messaged her. So, Tumblr was closing. I wrote her a private message saying, look, this is going to seem weird. Like, if, if this is too weird, just ignore it, but I've got this Tumblr site. I've got like almost 10,000 followers. They're shutting it down. Um, I was just curious if you knew of like anywhere people were going. Like, I know that you're very sex positive. And I always appreciate your posts. I'm just curious if you had any advice or if, if you know of anywhere I, I could go, you know. That was slick. Um, yeah, but, but it was slick. <laughs> and, I, and I genuinely meant it too, you know, but I was also like... You're like, but uh, do you want to read this shit or yeah, what? Yeah, and I didn't say that. Um, and then she writes back. And I, and I said, like, if it's too weird... Like, just don't even respond. It's fine, you know. Like, everything's cool. Um, and she was at work, and it was like hours had gone by. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, I pushed it. I shouldn't have done that. You know, it's so like three hours went by, and I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have sent that. Uh, but then she messaged, and uh, she messaged all this useful information. Um, and then the very last thing she said was, uh, and can a bitch get that link? <laughs> so I sent that bitch that link, and we started chatting like nonstop after that. Um, and now she's my girlfriend in real life. Yeah, so she lives in Oklahoma City, so it's still long distance. I still got me a, a long distance relationship, but it's just an hour, 45 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. Um, much yeah. closer than Germany. Yeah, much closer than Germany, yeah. And we met, like, uh, we started chatting, and we had our first date, like, just like a week later, like, and uh, so yeah, didn't, didn't like waste time meeting her. Tumblr yeah. romance. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then I kind of ended. So like Tumblr, kind of like, and I, I, I call it now like my online relationship training. Like I had online relationship class. Like Tumblr taught me how to like be sexual again and how to talk to women 
Um, taught me all these crazy kinks I didn't know. So I kind of took like a a multiple year. I've got like a master's degree in like <laughs> sexuality courses, that right? I took online yeah. to prepare me for my current relationship. You did some distance learning. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. Now it's more experiential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you also talk in your stand up a lot about being overweight. Did that um, like influence your sexuality at all? Like, was that something? Have you always been comfortable with your weight? No, <laughs> no. And in fact. Um, what I liked about chatting with girls on Tumblr is that they didn't know how fat I was. You know? um, and that girl in Alabama was like, I want to meet. You were like, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But I felt bad about it, right? Because you don't want to like mislead someone. Yeah. So some of the girls like, didn't care. They just liked, I was good at sexting because I was good at writing about sex. So, you know, they never they never asked. They, sometimes they would ask, can I see a pic? And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable sending you a pic. Can we just write? You know, and they were fine with it. So a lot of girls would never even ask, you know. Um... Eventually, like, the German girl and I, like, became friends on Facebook, and she saw, but that was kind of when it stopped being so sexual, um, so then it was, like, I was fine, like, she, like, letting her see me, you know, um, so, like, um, and then the South America girl, I didn't show her for a long time what I, what I looked like, you know, and I showed her pictures of my face and stuff, but, um, I didn't want to, like, ruin the fantasy for them. If they had kind of a picture of me, I didn't want to want to ruin that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the girl in, uh... Alabama was the was uh, the first to see me, like as I as I am. Like she saw full body pictures of me, not naked, just on Facebook pictures. I think she found me on Facebook and with my permission and and, and looked at my Facebook photos and stuff. Um, so she kind of like got me started feeling better about myself because she said something really cute to me one time. Uh, she was at a Cracker Barrel and she said she was staring at larger framed men like having like sexual thoughts about how we would like be together because she'd never been with like a larger man before so she was looking at these like fat dudes in Cracker Barrel <laughs> having sexual fantasies about them and I'm like what are they putting in the biscuits at Cracker Barrel <laughs> send that to me I'm feeding all my crushes um, Cracker Barrel biscuits you didn't um, even have to go to Tumblr you just had to go to Cracker Barrel <laughs> exactly the whole time um, so, so she's already kind of making me feel like oh well maybe maybe some girls do think fat guys are, are sexy um, uh, and then when I, I met my girlfriend, she, uh, obviously knows what I look like. She saw me on stage before, so, um, there was an instant, like, comfortable with her, because I knew, she knew what I looked like immediately, and she was still into me, and we're still, you know, chatting and talking, so, I was like, well, she knows what I look like, and, and she's fine with it, and she's cool with it, so, there was a level of confidence I had, um, going into it, because I knew that she knew what I looked like, you know, um, and then once, uh, we started having sex, and, uh... She makes me feel super confident about it because she's super into it in many ways, you know. Um, she, she's just the greatest and makes me feel super sexy. So yeah, now I'm I'm definitely embracing um, the sexuality of of my size more than I ever have. Um, and I've always been big. Even when I was married, I was big. I have gained a lot of weight since divorce, um, almost two hundred pounds since divorce. So I'm much larger than I was, but I've always been a bigger dude, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm finding um that I feel sexier than I ever have, for sure. Are you are you exploring that in any particular ways? Um, well, I mean, we're, we're just, you're forced to explore it in a way. I mean, it definitely, like, limits what positions you can do, and you have to get a little creative. We also have to get creative because I still live with my parents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and your kids also live there. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, living um, I've got one kid about to move out. She's going to college soon. Um, but I all, you know, we're still, I'm still sharing with my son. Uh, who's, you know, uh, 
15 years old. Oh, okay. So, Both of yeah. you have to just be like... Whew. Yeah. So I'm gone a lot more now, which he loves. Because now I'm like, I'm going to Oklahoma City for the day. And he's like, thank God. <laughs> Give me the room to myself. Um, yeah. So we've had to get creative, you know. So uh, there's a lot of car action and a lot of hotel staying. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. So I mean, like, um, I've definitely learned what positions work and what positions don't work and we've played around with that and stuff you know so yeah I mean and she I think she likes you know feeling small with with the, with the bigger with the bigger guy so I mean I, I'm definitely finding that my size uh, has challenges for sure but, it, but it's having us be more creative also you know what positions work best for you um definitely standing as far as like 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 Pussy and vagina sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, penis and vagina. Penis, penis and pussy, vagina. Pussy, pussy and vagina. vagina. Ooh, it's a different couple. Yeah. Penis we'll and vagina. We'll get to that later. Yeah, I forgot what the P stood for. <laughs> P One P. P-I-B, One track yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, as far as that goes, standing uh, with her, like, laying on the bed, um, at the edge of the bed, you know. Uh, is is definitely the, our favorite, the one that works the best, you know, because um, like I, you know, and I part of it is just me being paranoid. Like I don't want to crush anybody, um, but I'm also like too big to straddle, you know. But with me like standing with her like laying down, like that's the that's the good stuff right now. <laughs> that that's a good position regardless. You're right. oh for I'm sure. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. yeah. And so how so you live with your parents and your kids have. Has who has anybody caught anybody fucking in this house? Um, not in the house, but uh, <laughs> there was an incident in the driveway recently. Um, so uh, Crystal and I met my girlfriend. We were uh, in my driveway. It's after like a show one night. Um, it's like midnight. It's like pretty late after midnight. Um, we're in my car. Um, the port. My parents have the porch light on, which I was pissed about. <laughs> like so there's like the garage yeah. lights are on and it's kind of like shining in my car just like putting a nice little spotlight on us um and we're in the front seat um uh my fingers are inside of her um and she's really super close to orgasm um and we're definitely making like sex faces they're not like conversation faces right <laughs> like full on like sex faces um she's about to have an orgasm um and a car pulls up behind us and she kind of like like stops for a second. I was like, a car just pulled up um, behind us. I mean, like, like at, they're in the street, but they're like right at the, at the end of my driveway, you know. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's just like the neighbors are like getting out or something. So we kind of stop what we're doing, but we're still my hands still inside of her. We're like we're kind of like body to body, um, and we're kind of like watching that car. And I'm like looking in the rearview mirror because she's like facing the back, and I'm facing like my house. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror at the car. Um, but then I look down and I see uh, my 17 year old daughter like come out of the house like she's sneaking out of the house she, she should not be going out at midnight um, so she's sneaking out of the house she and I see each other and like she sees me and starts to turn around like oh god I'm busted um, and then realizes like wait a minute you're doing some shit too <laughs> so it's like I saw this like confidence like in her cause she was just kinda like no she like turned back around and walked to the car right? <laughs> so she doesn't make eye contact with me there's like a nervous little smile like a brief eye contact 
And then she zips back and goes straight to that car. She said, say some shit. Yeah. So I'm like, my hand is still inside yeah. of my girlfriend. Um, and she's kind of like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, I have no idea. Um, I, like, clearly we're doing stuff. And she clearly saw that because she kind of looked away. And then was like, oh, wait, I'm, gonna, I'm doing my business. I'm going on the car. But then like, I'm like, maybe she's just going to talk to whoever that is and, and leave. And it, I, I was in my head. Like, there's the dad part of me that's like, why is she sneaking up? And there's like the boyfriend part of me that's like, I hope she would leave because I don't want to, <laughs> I've got some business to finish. I don't really want to do it with my fucking daughter parked right behind me. So I'm like, I don't, I don't even care where you're going or who that is. Just leave. I'll pretend like I never saw it. Um, or go back in the house like one or the other, right? Um, but she doesn't. And it's like we're playing chicken. It's like she's probably like, oh, he's embarrassed. Maybe he'll go inside now. And I'm like, I'm not going inside. I'm the adult. And Crystal's just like, maybe I should, maybe I should just leave. Maybe you should take your fingers out of me right now. <laughs> yeah, I did eventually. Um, but she's kind of like, maybe I should just leave. And I'm like, you stay where you are. Like, we're playing chicken with these teenagers. And we can't let these teenagers win. If they can't out-embarrass us, the parents have to embarrass the kids. And she doesn't have kids, so she doesn't know. So I'm like, listen, we... Like, this is what's up. Parents have fought for this. Like, we cannot let these teenagers win, right? Like, uh... So we, we wait them out, like we're just sitting there and we're waiting and we're just like speculating like who it could be or what's going on, you know. Um, and eventually, like uh, she leaves, you know. And uh, my girlfriend's like, are you going to, when, when she saw the car, she's like, when she does walk by, like, are you going to, are you going to talk to her? And I'm like, well, I guess maybe I should. Um, so like, I kind of like crack the window also to like let the like sex smells like get out of the car. Um, and I'm like, okay, like if she makes eye contact with me, I'll talk to her. Um, but if she doesn't, like, I'm not going to, like, stop her, right? Um, so, again, it's like the dad part of me is like, uh, yes, you should talk to her. Um, but the other part of me is just like, don't you fucking look at me, kid. <laughs> Do not make eye contact with me. You just walk by and you go into that house like a true Clark. You bury this memory. This uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm just, like, praying she doesn't look at me. Like, I'm just like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Just keep on going. I don't want to have this conversation with you. Um, which is just a horrible parent thing to say. <sighs> but uh, at the time, I'm just like, just get out of here. Um, so she doesn't look at me. She just, like, barrels into the front door and goes inside. And then whoever was there, like, leaves. Um, yeah, and uh, we don't talk. We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it at all. And no, no, like, uh, while we're still, uh, so we, like, Crystal and I are laughing about it and, and uh, making jokes about it. Um, and then finish making out. <laughs> and then I get a text. And it's Kennedy, and um, all the text says is just, like, uh, something about, like, locking the front door, you know? Like, she never asked. It was just, like, a, it was just an acknowledgement. Just, yeah. like, I saw you. Just so you know, <laughs> I saw you, you know? Get it together, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to walk in on your finger baiting your girlfriend <laughs> in the front yard? Yeah. Oh, it was bad, too. It was, like, it was like a frame. Like, the window's like a frame. It's like a museum, you know? Like, the porch lights are, like, lighting the picture, and we're just, like, making these, like, sex faces. And it was, I'm sure it was disturbing. I'm uh, sure that's a, like a living gif that's like running in her head like, um, all the time. The yeah. ultimate punishment for trying to sneak out. Exactly. Now yeah. you'll never exactly. do it again. I hope she learned her lesson. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, are you working on introducing your girlfriend to your kids? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's met them. Um, so when she first met Kennedy, who uh, is, is 17 but does not have a driver's license yet, so, like, while we were on a date once, Candy messaged me and was like, I need a ride. Mm-hmm. So she, like, spontaneously met uh, my old.
oldest when she needed a ride one day, and it's like, oh, here's my girlfriend, and that was just a very casual kind of meeting, and it was fine. Um, the younger kids I was a little worried about uh, because uh, my youngest daughter, uh, Kenny, has a, has a boyfriend, and when Scout met her boyfriend, Scout's my youngest, uh, she did not like it. Like it was, it was real ugly and uncomfortable. And Scout made sure everyone in the entire vicinity knew that she did not like your sister's boyfriend. Um, and I told Crystal this story, so she was kind of worried about how Scout gonna behave, you know. Um, so Crystal was in town once, and we were going out, and I had Crystal come inside, and I had the kids like come downstairs, and I, I kind of prepped them for it. I'm like. Um, okay, do you want to meet her like individually, or do you guys want to meet them like together? And they're like, oh, together, we'll be fine, because they're both really shy. Um, my son, who's fifteen, um, and the scout, who is twelve. So, um, so I kind of prep them beforehand, you know. And I'm like, just make it a quick meeting. Like, just just introduce yourselves. Please make eye contact, scout. Don't be weird. Talk, you know. If she asks you a question, um, but I'll try to make it as quickly as possible. I promise. Like, she's. Just as nervous as you guys are, you know, because um, Crystal never really dated a father before either, so this is kind of a new experience for her. Um, so it went well. Like they came down from the stairs, um, they met her, but then I got sneaky and started asking questions, you know, like getting them to talk, um, and they were just kind of looking at me like, "This wasn't part of the plan, Dad. Why are you asking follow-up questions?" Um, so I'm like trying to get them to talk a little bit, and they they open up a little bit, you know. Um, so she got to see the personalities like a tiny bit, um, and then we left. So it's been happening like in, in small doses. Another time, like, uh, I just came home to like pack some stuff and we went upstairs and again, Beckett was there and Scout came in and I got Scout to bitch about my mom. It's just like our favorite family thing to talk about is to just bitch about my mom and to like rag on my mom and burn my mom. So, and I knew that, right? So I'm like, if I get Scout talking about my mom, like she'll open up and it worked too. Cause I was like. Hey, Scott, I heard you went out with Cinderella today. Um, did anything crazy happen? And then Scott just like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like, starts, starts. And it's like, Crystal got to see, because, you know, Scout online has this big personality. Um, but in person, she gets super shy and super clammed up. So a lot of people, they have this vision of how Scout's going to be online. But when they meet her in person, it's almost like a completely different person because she's super shy. Um, but Crystal got to see Scout be herself. And uh, just say the craziest stuff that came out of her mouth because I got her talking about my mom, you know. So yeah, I've, I've, I know my kids well, so I'm able to like to pull them, you know, pull the information out of them. And then she came over when the Oscars were on. She came over for an Oscar party, and then like we all kind of sat and hung out together. So yeah, I've like slowly been like introducing them to her, and and and, and she's getting to see their personalities more. And you know, they're not like best friends or anything, you know, but like I think they're comfortable with with her, you know. But um, it was definitely new to them, too, because I had one other girlfriend, like, a few years ago, and she came around a, a few times, but um, it had been years, you know, so this was, like, this was new. How long have you been divorced? Um, I've been separated. We, we've lived with my mom for uh, almost eight years. Okay. So, yeah, and I've been divorced for most of that. We were separated at first, um, and then divorced, like, a year or two later. So, yeah, I think I've officially been divorced like six or seven years but but single and separated for eight yeah so was there any awkwardness as a single dad when your daughter goes through puberty um yeah luckily (laughs) um yeah i always try to be super open about it you know like uh you know i try to use the science words you know um but i'll you know ask I, i think (laughs) <laughs> I think when before before she had her period, 
I tried to just ask her one day, like, about her period, and it was very made clear, like, you do not talk to me about this, you know. <laughs> um, Don't you dare. So, yeah, so I let my mom handle, like, most of that, you know. Um, it was nice having my mom in the house because, um, yeah, the, the girls can kind of go to her for stuff that they don't feel comfortable coming to me about, you know. Um, but I'm super open. My kids tell me a lot of stuff that probably most kids don't tell their, their parents, you know. Um, but there are certain things that, yeah, they just don't want to talk to me about. And, and period stuff is for sure one of them. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's kind of cool, like, uh, being a single dad. Like, when you go to the doctor, you know, like, uh, we got a new doctor recently. And, and, and the doctor um, wanted to be able to ask, it was a female doctor, and she wanted to be able to ask Kennedy questions without me being around, which I completely understood. I knew that she would open up way more if I wasn't around, you know, so I was fine, like, leaving the room and letting her have this private conversation with the doctor, even though she's technically underage. Of course, she can, you know, she's going to tell this doctor more if I'm not in the room. So you just find ways to, like, you know, adapt, and and luckily you have, like, help from doctors and grandmas and and where you can find it. And and she she still sees her mom, like, you know, every other weekend, and... And she's still an influence in her life, so she can still go to her, go to her for stuff, you know. But uh, and then she's got you know, good friends, and she's friends with some of her friends' moms and stuff. So she still has a lot of female influence. That's good. Know? It would be yeah. really scary if you were on your own trying to <laughs> dredge through that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about you got a lot more confidence. Are you taking? You said taking pictures. Are you taking any naked pictures recently? Um, I have. Yeah, for the first time. Um, cause we're long, long distance, you know, and, and, uh, it's something that my, my girlfriend enjoys seeing, like she, she thinks I'm sexy. I mean, it's hard to believe, but she, <laughs> but she likes, she likes me and she likes looking at me and she likes looking at photos of me. Um, she says really hot things when I send them, send her photos, which is encouraging to send her more photos. Pavlov's right? dog over here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I find myself like taking, taking sexy photos um, and that was just even weirder is I find myself enjoying it. Like, I'm like, damn, I look pretty good here. I kind of like it, you know, so. And at some points, like, you've already seen it. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. times, so what's the point in being sure. shy anymore? Yeah. And I mean, and I like getting them too, so it's like, I can't yeah. just be like, hey, you send them, and I'm not going to send you anything. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Which online, for like, Tumblr girls, was fine. Yeah. Those girls, like, wanted to, like, show you, and they didn't care if I, if I sent them stuff. But, like, in a real relationship, it should be a little more uh, <laughs> of a circle, you know? Unless she doesn't care, like if your girlfriend doesn't want to see them, like don't send them. Right. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. But like, if you don't she, have to send them. But if she is, they are requested photos. You know, if she's requesting photos, and I'm comfortable taking them. There's going to be an exchange, and it's a hot exchange. And yeah, it's one way we can be intimate when you know on days we're not seeing each other or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I've been open to it, and not even open, not only only open to it, like enjoying it, like it's fun. What are some of your favorite nude poses? Nude poses. Um, we'll post this on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Instagram's a jackass. They That's right. Yeah. Um, well, I've only recently I got more creative. You know, typically I was just like, uh, just stuck to whatever like I could do with a selfie cam. But then I was like, oh, well, my phone's got a timer on it. Oh, You know, shit. so like I started taking some, uh, she likes my butt. So um, <laughs> I took one, uh, I set the phone on a shelf and like said that for 10 seconds, I'm a big dude, I move kind of slow, I need 10 seconds. So I said it for 10 seconds, and then like got on my bed, and kind of like lifted my ass up, 
and kind of looked over my shoulder a little bit. Oh, that's yeah. Hot. So yeah, so there's like a photo <laughs> of like my ass, and you can see my face like a little bit peeking over. Um, and it was, she loved the hell out of that, so she was like, oh yeah, because it's kind of hard for fat dudes to get a picture of your ass, like from you the yeah, on your yeah, own. you you gotta have a, a you need a, a selfie a, stick at the yeah. bare minimum. Yeah, and then I bought a tripod for uh, comedy purposes <laughs> right. to to take videos of my comedy shows. But um, it's also upped my selfie game too, for sure. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when does this? Be- when does your premium Snapchat start? <laughs> yeah. Um, do I have another time to tell a funny story? Because I, yeah. I, I forgot. Go for it. This is something that's sort of related. So um, so before the girlfriend, um, I'm I'm talking to a Tumblr girl, uh, and uh, she's she's wanting to know how to do a premium Snapchat, right? She's like wanting. To, to charge for Snapchat, but she doesn't know how to do it, right? So I'm like telling her how to do it because I've got friends who have done it. So I'm like, well, what most girls do is this and this, and you set up this and this, and we're texting back and forth. Um, and the, and some this girl is this was the California girl who I was close to. And we had each other's phone numbers, so I'm texting her, um, but she doesn't have an iPhone, and I do. So I'm texting her, and this is relevant because I'm texting her specific in, in like instructions on how to set up a new Snapchat, and I send her the text, and when I send it, like, it, it's blue, and it's not green, like, normally, like, non-iPhone people are green, um, and, and the California girl was, was not an iPhone person, and when I send it, it's, like, blue, it's not green, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not the right girl, and I look who I texted, and it was my 17-year-old daughter <laughs> no! that I oh, no! texted explicit directions on how to sign up for a new, or how to get a, you know, to pay someone for a new Snapchat, and it was just like, how do I handle this? Oh, and I no. just replied back, um, oops, that wasn't meant for you, I'm sorry, um, and she just replied with like, you know, rolling on the floor laughing, <laughs> like crying emojis, um, just laughing her ass off, um, and again, never asked me about it, I'm like, if she asked me, I'll be honest, but like, hopefully she, she doesn't answer. ask me no. She doesn't want the answer. No. no. Um, but she did stop asking me for money, so maybe she put it to use. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. She still asked me for money. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you want to read some stories? Yeah, before yeah. we get out of here, you want to oh, read us? Oh, sure. A little you excerpt? This a lot of dialogue. Do you want to cast one of us to read this as different characters, or do you just want to read it yourself? It has to be in Tom's accent if we're going to do this. <laughs> um, what would you guys prefer? Do you, you want to... Landry, do you want to play a part? I, I can just read it myself. I'm yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just go ahead and do that. Okay, so I'll read a dialogue one first, and then I'll read one that's not dialogue driven. Okay. Um, so this is a picture. Here's the picture. Um, it's a porn star, uh, Noelle Easton, I think is her name. Um, she's wearing a leopard bikini, um, and she's riding a bicycle on this neighborhood block, right? Like you do. Yeah, so there's no nudity here. This is one that's still up on Tumblr because okay. it has no nudity. So anyway, just a simple photo of a, of a girl. So... Um, and then it follows, the dialogue follows, and it starts with um, the lady asking, uh, did you just go bike riding with Slutty Lucy? And he says, uh, uh, yeah, but nothing, nothing, nothing happened, don't worry. And she says, so two grown adults just went on an innocent bike ride? Yeah. She was wearing a fucking bikini. A leopard fucking bikini. Ryan, Slutty Lucy didn't try anything? And he says, not really. And she says, there it is. Not really. So she kind of tried something, and what did Slutty Lucy kind of do? And he mumbles, "Give me a hand job." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Excuse me, Mumbles? Was that fucking English? Want to repeat that in a manner which an English-speaking bitch might understand? <laughs> and he says, she gave me a hand job. Slutty Lucy jacked me off and I came on that leopard bikini. And she says, what a predictable bitch. <laughs> and he says, well, her name is Slutty Lucy. And she says, I'm talking about you, idiot. <laughs> That's the end of that one. Oh, I like that. Um, oh, here's one of the, the fake magazine covers I did. And this one is for a magazine called Cleavage. The thinking man's pussy. <laughs> so one of my, my like returning themes was like, I, I just tit-fucked her. Like, that's not sex, right? Like, it's just tit-fucking. Tit-fucking right, is sex. Is. Like, it was cleavage. It, was, it wasn't even tits. It was just cleavage. It's not, it's not cheating. So yeah, this is Cleavage Magazine with uh, headlines like, Keep them covered because nipples make you cheat. Like if you keep your, <laughs> if you keep your nipples covered, it's not cheating. Um, this one, chest cum is the best cum because <laughs> it can't get you pregnant. Um, uh, yeah, and there's the big one: tit fucking, ain't fucking, and other lies to tell your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then like the table of contents, like page three, the best bras for busting nut. Page seven, smell your dick? Question mark. Go ahead. Cleavage smells like balls anyway. Um, page nine. Just don't get cum on my dress. It's vintage and dry clean only. Page 11. Celebrity cleavage ranked. Page 16. My garbage Photoshop skills are better than my sham marriage. And page 20. Always get consent, you fucking monster. Um, and then I'll read you one more. So this is a photo um, of a naked woman sitting in a car um, with an angry look on her face. On the phone, and she's drinking a beer, and she's butt-ass naked. This is one of the ones I edited, so I've covered her uh, vagina with a pull quote that says, I've got a full case of Coronas and a whole box of condoms. Both of these motherfuckers are going to be empty by the end of the day. <laughs> um, and oh then my. I had a little logo that I made for This Isn't Cheating logo, nice. as you guys can see, and that's covering her tits. Um, so this is her side of the phone conversation, right? She's on the phone, so the text is her side of the phone conversation. <laughs> Listen here, motherfucker. Since apparently you get off on asking other girls for their numbers, I've got some numbers of my own I'm going to share with you, asshole. I've got a full case of Coronas and a box of condoms. Both of these motherfuckers are going to be empty by the end of the day. Yes, I realize I didn't say numbers, bitch. It's a puzzle. Fucking solvent. And I spelled solvent, and instead of solvent, it was my own little, I thought it was funny. Anyway, uh, here's another real motherfucking number for you. Zero, as in the amount of clothes I'm wearing right now. There's no puzzle there, dickhead. I'm fucking naked. Where am I? In the passenger seat of a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yes, genius, that's right. Your brother drives a Toyota Corolla. We're parked just outside his, his fraternity house, too. Where your wife is about to get gangbanged by college boys. How's that feel, fucker? Yes, I realize it's 10 a.m. on day, but this pussy don't rest, Jimothy. Her husband's name is Jimothy. <laughs> Revenge pussy don't rest. What did you do? Are you really asking that? You asked a bitch for her phone number, so I'm fucking your brother, his frat brothers, plus every willing dick I can until this case of beer is empty. Yes, that's fair. Yes, it is. You don't fuck with me, Jimothy. I am so fucking horny, and I've been waiting for the opportunity to get dick down good, and you sure gave me the open door, you stupid fuck. 
Ask another girl for her number, Jimothy. You've got more brothers, and there's a whole row of fraternity houses here. <laughs> Fucking test me. And that's how that went. <laughs> Uh, Jimothy really <laughs> is the cherry on top of that story. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff I would laugh my ass off by yeah. writing it. But then, you know. And it goes right back to all the, the shame and degradation that you've been in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the girls like talk shit to their to the men. I just had so much fun doing that. Like where the the men in my stories are usually just the biggest idiots. <laughs> and the men just like <laughs> despise them. Um, and that was always fun. Every write. male character is Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, Kevin James exactly. form. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so some of these characters like Slutty Lucy and Jimothy, like in my head were gonna be like reoccurring characters, you know, they're just like <laughs> yeah. Slutty Lucy is who Jimothy gave his phone number to. <laughs> yeah, she probably was. Who could blame him? Yeah, she probably was. So uh, yeah, that was the that's the gist of it. And sometimes they were actually like those I know weren't those were more on the funny side than the yeah. sexy side. Sometimes they were definitely more on the the sex side than the humor side. Have you looked for a different platform now that Tumblr is closed to to post those? Uh, yeah, I go back and forth on it. Like I hate to lose that many followers. Like I still have. Like seven thousand followers, and I don't know how many of those are like active Tumblr users. Right. So part of me wants to just like edit everything so they'll keep it up, you know. So I can, like I said, I have access to the old stories, so I can just edit the pictures to make them suitable um, for work. Even though you saw that one, it's like obviously yeah. she's still naked, <laughs> and they right. just have like right. text covering it. But they have like robots like checking, you know, for what nipples Nipple look robots. like and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to like trick the robots and be like, oh, there's no nipples here. <laughs> Like, this is just words. If you, you know? cover them, it doesn't count. <laughs> exactly. If you learn anything from reading Cleavage Magazine. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't it's count. The nipples, nipples are covered. Machine. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've thought about um, editing it and making it all just stay on Tumblr. Um, but, yeah, I've thought about it. My idea originally was just, like, I was going to give it some time to see where everyone ended up. I figured some other site would kind of pop up and take its place. And I haven't been following closely because, again... I got a real girlfriend, so yeah. my free time, um, and I get sexually satisfied in, in other ways now that are way more fun than writing uh, yeah. stories. So Real sex um, is better than imagining sex. <laughs> it is, for sure. Um, but she likes my writing, too, and she's encouraged me to like continue writing it you know, if I want to, so I might return to it eventually. Um, I just haven't much yet. Do you have any shows coming up you want to plug? Any shows coming up that I want to plug? Let me look at the old calendar here. Real or shows quick. that you don't want to plug. We'll come watch your, <laughs> your shitty we'll show shows. You. <laughs> shows I don't want to plug. Um, yeah, there is... Uh, oh, goodness. My... Um, well... There's... Um, I'm going to be on uh, Evan's uh, show at Heirloom this month. I think it's going to be on the 25th. Okay. I don't know if there's an event page for it yet. But I'm going to be on Evan's... A uh, show at Heirloom Brewery in Tulsa. Um, and you can always usually be found at the first shop on Mondays. Um, next month, there's a cool story thing that's happening for the first time. Um, so uh, you guys know Ryan Howell, uh, who does a lot of stuff in town. He's the one I just did the diary show with. Um, he also works with Blue Well. And they're, they're starting this new storytelling thing at Duet Jazz Club. Um, that's just like uh, longer comedic stories. So, um, I think you're on that. You're going to be on show. that show, too. It's May 17th. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it's, a whole, catch both of them. it's a whole weekend, the 17th and the 18th, I Okay. Think. So, yeah, as I'm saying that, I'm remembering that he said that you were going to be on that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that's next month, but it's something I'm really looking forward to, because 
I love storytelling and I love comedy, so it's like the, the both of those things just combined. So good at both. Don't miss TJ. Thank He's you. Very good. Thank you very well, much. Well, TJ, thank you for coming on. This was uh, sure. a lot of fun talking to you about all the weird sex and <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we've got for today. My name is Tom King. I'm Lauren Turner. And this has been Digital in a Course, baby. Digital Intercourse is a Channel 4.5 production. Digital Intercourse is hosted by Lauren Turner and Tom King. Executive produced by Michael Zampino, Hilton Price, and Landry Miller. Engineered and edited by Landry Miller. Channel four and a half.